Well, hello, failures. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to start off with letting you know that my incredible guest today is a deaf woman. There are a few times that you may hear some feedback from the assisted text. So please keep that in mind as you enjoy the amazing perspective she has to her tales of fails. Here we go, y'all. Welcome back, failures. I'm Tiana, the queen of situationships and relationships gone wrong. Dating and life are wild, y'all. These are our real-life tales of fails. Buckle up. It's going to be a ride. So here on Tales of Fails, we stand a self-proclaimed queen. And today we have the deaf queen boss herself, Miss Kalina. Hi, Kalina. Hello. I'm so excited to finally get a chance to talk with you. And I would love to have you share some about yourself. Hello. Thank you for having me. And I just wanted to say I am a deaf advocate. I'm a deaf person. Um, so I became deaf at the age of four. Um, so I am now uh, finally starting uh, my own online coaching business because I'm finally graduating from psychology. Um, my goal is to help people who have a disability overcome their self-esteem and love how um, how they can communicate with the hand wall. So there's a lot more towards that, but, you know, just keep it short. So, yeah, so that's what I do, and yeah. So are you single? Yes, I am. Are you kind of in the dating scene, or are you just kind of doing single life? Um, Honestly, I'm in the mix. Yeah. Because, like... <laughs> one minute I'm enjoying my single life and then I would talk to someone and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, the talk for a little bit and then dip. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's really hard to date, though. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you, we'll just do kind of a little Q&A. What okay. has been your worst dating story? Oh, my God. Okay. So I remember I went on a date with this guy and I'm 5'7", Okay. And the guy lied that he was 5'8", and really, he was 5'4". That's, like, a huge difference. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, you're so attractive. I know you wouldn't take him go on a date with me. I was just like, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, no way. I was like, no. Oh, my God. I have a lot of worst date experience. Like, the second one, so funny. I remember we went to the movie, and then we went to a dinner. Okay. So we went to the movie. Mind no, movie tickets, it's not that expensive. <laughs> His car got declined. I ended up having to pay for it. <gasps> no. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then he's like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what's wrong with my car. So he was trying to like be around the bush about it. And I was just like, uh-uh, we're not going no dinner. <laughs> I was just like, I'm going home. <laughs> and then after that, and I remember he's like, okay, drive safe. Magno, I drove my own because I was just like, uh-uh. I won't find my own Uber home. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it was just so bad. I was just like, oh, my God. What a terrible, like, it was just a turn up. And I blocked his number. And somehow, I forgot that he was on my Snapchat and Instagram. So I'm like, oh, God. He mentioned me, like, oh, why did you block my number? Because my car got declined. I'm like, yes, I'm trying to date a grown man, not a guy that have to pay for a date. Exactly. <laughs> And then he was just so like, he's like, oh my God, can you give me one more chance? I'm like, no, I only give one chance. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's my worst date ever. Oh, I mean, that's not really that 
good of a date, honestly. <laughs> no, no, we're not. Like, I'm just sitting there like, I feel like I'm talking to a wall right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like so awkward for you on so many levels. Yeah. yeah. So many levels. I'm just like, can I go home already? <laughs> that's <laughs> awful. <laughs> so what would you describe as like your ideal match? My, oh, that's a good question. That's a good one. <laughs> Honestly, my idea, I want a guy that is older than me, obviously. A guy that is, um, I'm trying not to be too, too picky, mm-hmm. you know? I'm trying to find a guy that is, um, I would say who, not really they run their own business, but I want to find someone that's really passionate about what they get, like, doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also has what well, I want a guy that have, a rich lifestyle and turned up like, you know, big car, G-Wagon, a mansion house. Like, you know, I want a guy that's like into like those big lifestyle and, you know, who wants to travel, who wants to like, you know, have like a lot of families and, you know, and who's also respectful. That's the number one thing. Respectful, patient, family-oriented because I am very family-oriented because I'm from the island. So I'm half Jamaican, half Tanusha. So for those who know the island, you know, we're very big family. So I want a guy that, you know, that's like that too. And, um, you know, who basically think about life, like Hajin, you know, who does not take life so serious. For me, like, I'm such a youthful person. I love to do things and I'm always up and down, uppy, uppy. Like, hey, you want to go this way? I don't want nobody that's tired. Like, oh, I'm tired. No. Yeah. To do it, boo. <laughs> like, no, no, no. That is my idea. But now I'm trying to not to be too picky, but I'm trying. I'm really trying. I'm really trying. And someone that's handsome as well. I mean, you, I think you have to be picky. You have to know what you want. And that's important. Yeah, exactly. I feel like a lot of people feel like they shouldn't be picky. They, I always tell my girls and friends, even guys too, like, don't start for less, you know? No. You shouldn't. I don't think anyone should settle. And I, I know some people are like, oh, sometimes you're too picky. But that just means that you are settling. Thank you. Yeah. So what has been your experience as a woman of color and being deaf in the dating world? Um, that's a really good question. I love that question. Oh. So <laughs> I would say, you know, I would say be difficult. It wouldn't be like difficult being a black woman. I feel like now a lot of people are so attracted to black girls and people are like, ooh, she's black. Ooh, she's baddie. Like, you know, I don't know why, but I always come across that, like, ooh, you're baddie, eh? I'm like, oh, God, no. Um, so I don't really have that, like, issue with that. I feel like it's just more of my being deaf because I feel like not a lot of guys ever come across a girl that's super outgoing like myself who is that person. So I don't think they ever really like, oh my gosh, she's super outgoing. She's super like, she's outspoken, you know? And they always still used to, I would say a lot of people who have disability, not just deaf, um, that have like really like, don't know how to, I guess, um, accept themselves for who they are. And I feel like, you know, even with the handwork too, mm-hmm. like, I have been through so many dates where a lot of guys try so much because they're trying to make me feel comfortable, which is understandable. But there's a lot of times, there's a lot of, there's so many of them that cross the line with me. I was like, okay, no, you can't be doing that. Like, they, they would be like, okay, can you hear me right now? Can you hear me? Like, they would be stupid. Like, I told my kid, calm down. Like, I can hear you. Mm-hmm. I read hearing mm-hmm. aid. I don't sign language. I don't do nothing. I'm not asking you to sign for me, okay? Calm down. <laughs> so, um, I feel like, 
with the human world, it can be really challenging and difficult because you don't know when it's the right time to open up to them about your disability. And I feel like because a lot of times, especially on a date, when you first meet them, like, you're like, uh, should I even open about it? And, you know, and for me, like, my hair's long. My ears are always covered, always covered. So you won't know until I flip my hair and you can see it. And you're like, oh, you're deaf? I remember one time I went on a date. And my, I had my curly hair like this. And I put my hair for a second. I put my hair in a ponytail. I don't remember. I think because it was a food. I don't know. And then he was that day I had. He was just shocked. Like he's like, he was staring at me the whole time. I'm like, can I help you? How awkward. <laughs> and then he was just like, I didn't know you were deaf. Oh, my God. Why did you not tell me? And I said, well, I just met you for the first time. Like, what makes you think I'm going to open up so quickly like that, right? And, you know, I, I feel like I feel like it was just. It was just a matter of, like, a guy being patient, for me to be patient, to be open up. And not everybody's open. It's like the same thing had having your mental health, right? Can you be really quickly opening up to someone about your disability? Of course not. It takes time, right? And you have to be comfortable. For me, I'm not comfortable with a guy on the first time I meet them. Hell no. You know, for me, I have to be patient and wait. And sometimes, too, I will always continue to be, like, partying, partying, partying. And then I remember, and then I would be like, okay, you know what? And then... If it came too much, the point where I cannot understand the guy, like, I would tell them straight up, like, hey, listen, I cannot understand you because I am deaf. And I have to put it that way sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. not a lot of people who are deaf like me have that confidence to say, listen, I am deaf, okay? Okay. You know, like, a lot of times people don't have that confidence. I feel like growing up with the hearing world, 99% of the time, everybody's hearing you know, I'm super used to it. I'm so, so used to, like, advocating for my stuff a lot of times. So I would say the only struggle I had, you know, being deaf and going on the dating world is just more of coming out and being more comfortable about talking about deafness because I know that some people may ask stupid questions. I'm knowing guys. They ask so many dumb questions. I'm like, no, guys, calm down, calm down. No, it's not like that. You know, and for me, I grew up with guys all the time. I grew up in the neighborhood, and it's, you know, like, all guys. It's, like, all girls, but... I never really, I never really get along with girls because there was just too much drama when I got older. <laughs> I just liked chilling with the boys because the boys were easy to get along with. So I guess because I had so many guy friends, so I understand what the guys come from. And when they just don't, they would get frustrated sometimes. Like, oh my God, can you not hear me? Like, we all know how guys are. So it's like that kind of way. But for me, I'm slowly getting over being patient with them in terms of like telling them directly, like, hey, I'm deaf, I can't hear you well. I need you to speak up a little bit for me. You know, so it takes time. Like, I'm only 23, so I've been on, like, over 50 dates every day. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm living young and wild, you know? But And you should. You are at the age where you should really I, – I honestly, if I was back at 23, I would – my advice to my 23-year-old self would be, like, figure out what you like. Date around. You're never going to know until you try and go on a date with someone that's different. Then you'll know if this is your time to shine and go on yeah. all the dates. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good advice, though. I feel like a lot of time my friends always be asking, like, oh, like, when are you going to settle? Like, when are you going to date? And I think, okay, guys, we're only 23. Like, calm down. It's not the end of the world, you know? Like, you just never know who your husband is. That's all. <laughs> true. That is so true. So you are so confident. It is just so clear that you are so confident. Is that just something you've always been or is that something you taught yourself to be? It's something I taught myself. <laughs> it's something that my family always taught me to be confident with myself, you know. 
Um, it all started when, you know, being bullied. Mm-hmm. Like, at school, growing up, you know, I had teachers oversee me. I know my guidance counselor, she screwed up my school. Mm-hmm. It was very bad. I had to, I literally had to learn right on, like, every time I learn in life, I keep moving up, it's always a bump, yeah. you know? And that yeah. bump helped me to build the confidence I have right now. So for someone who, it, it doesn't matter if they have a disability or not, just someone who struggles with their confidence, what would your advice be to them? My advice is it's going to take time, patience. If you feel like you need to find somebody like a coach or therapist, please do. Um, I would never, I always, my advice, especially myself, who is the oldest generation of my family, I have so many younger siblings, and I always teach the girls, you know, Love yourself, you know. You just if you don't if you can't love yourself, how you expect someone else to respect you? And can't you can't like you? It's not gonna work, right? And and I feel like a lot of time people think it's the other way around. And I always tell people, no, 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 no. It's the other way around, honey. You need to learn how to respect yourself and love yourself in order for the other person to respect you and love you for who you are. And I feel like that's the most important thing. And but I always tell people like if you feel like your confidence is not there, you know. Do something that you love. Do something that you like. You know, even if it's go for a walk or something, and maybe talk to yourself positively, positive, positive, positively. You know, don't always take negative in your head. And that was like me when I was young. You know, I was always like, oh my God, I'm deaf. I can't do this. I can't, like, you know, I would never find a boyfriend. I always thought like that when I was young, when I was in high school, actually. And I never really thought I would get a boyfriend until my first boyfriend was actually three years ago. And, um, and I felt like, I realized before I dated him, I realized that, like, before I even stepped into the human world, dating someone that was human, dating someone that was not deaf, and I feel right there, I'm like, okay, I need to think positive. I cannot continue thinking negative, because the more I think negative, the more I'm doing it myself, and it's not fair for the other person. Absolutely. I love that. That was honestly so good, and it's so true, because, (laughs) you know, like they say, whatever you energy you put out there, you receive back. So if you put out that like nervous, negative energy, people are going to feed off that. But when you're strong and you're confident, like people respect that and they, they then show you that back. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So what would be your tips or um, do's and don'ts for someone who wanted to approach you or ask you out or date someone who's deaf? Um, I would say don't be shy. You know, I know a lot of guys be like, oh, my God, I don't know. Guys or girls, sorry. Guys or girls. You know, I know they'll be like, oh, my God, I should die. Oh, my God, I don't know what to do. Don't overthink. Don't overthink. Don't not overthink. It happened to me. Trust me when I tell you guys from my experience, it happened to me. A lot of guys overthink too much to the point where I spot them. I'm like, listen, what do you want to ask me? And like, oh, you know, just... We can feel the vibe, right? Just like you said, like you, the energy you get is reflects what you get back. It's the same thing. You get the vibe. I get the vibe all the time. And I would tell um, people, like, you know, just ask them. Just be like, hey, what, what do you need? How can I help you? And also, too, the most important thing while you're getting to know someone that is deaf or even have a disability, study the love language. That's very important. I love that. What's your love language? My line love, oh, <laughs> I would say I love when the guy is very confident, a guy that's not afraid of asking me questions. Um, my, another one is doing things for me, so service, you know, it's like, hey, do you need help with something? Can I help you with something? 
you need me to go run, I don't know, do some running for you, that is my love language. I love when a guy is go out their way for me. And because for me, I have a big heart. I do anything for anybody I love. And a lot of time I did being taken advantage of like that a lot of time. So like now, like now I'm getting older and now I kind of stop and learn like the boundaries of like doing too much when you're not doing too much. If you could go back and give the high school version of you, the one that didn't have the confidence and was questioning things, what would you, what would be your advice to her? What would you say to her? Me? Oh my goodness. I'd be like, the good one will always come. Sometimes you have to go through the asshole first before you get the good one. Yeah. And you are beautiful. Don't let your disability get in the way. And you guys, she is. You won't be able to see her, but she is. She is so gorgeous. Like, she really is. Is there anything like... So you said like acts of service is one of your love languages. What would what would be your advice for someone that was like, I want to do something for someone because like I want to like do an act of service, but they're nervous because they don't want to make like they don't want to make you feel like they're treating you with kid gloves because you have a disability. How would you tell them to approach doing things like that? Um, I would just say honestly, approach them respectfully. I know what and be careful with the words you're using. I feel like that is the very key thing, especially when you're dating someone that has a disability. Just make sure you be careful how you word it, right? I remember my ex-boyfriend, I remember he was dead. Oh, my God, he's so funny. He remember, I think of where were we? We were at a mall or something, and it was too noisy, and I couldn't hear him at all. And um, I remember he pulled up his phone, and then... And I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, you can't hear me. I've been calling you for like 35,000 times. I'm like, okay, my bad. Like, what do you want? And he's like, hold on. I'm typing it. I'm like, okay. So he typed it. I'm like, oh, that's what you want. And he's like, oh my God, let's go. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes you just have to think of the, the bigger picture. Don't think of just something right in front of you. So if you feel like, oh my God, I don't know how to ask. Just like I always tell people, before you date them, just always ask them for their needs. And once they open up to you, ask them what their needs are. And then that way you have an idea. For me, oh my goodness. So when my ex, well, um, I remember he didn't know how to communicate with me at all. Like he was just kind of nervous. He's like, you're so beautiful. You're so attractive. I really don't want to screw things up with you. I really don't. <laughs> I'm just like, it's okay. What's up? But he's like, how can we talk? Like on the phone? Because sometimes when I'm on the phone, like sometimes like I would make through words. And so I'm a lip reader, so I prefer reading lips, so I'm better off doing video call or FaceTime. So I remember he kept calling my phone so much, and I was like, and then I didn't say anything. And because I would text him to see if he actually understood that there are other ways to contact me and communicate with me. And then he finally got it, and then he FaceTimed me, and that's when we started FaceTime, like, is this easier for you? I'm like, yes, honey. What took you so long? <laughs> and he's like, you didn't say anything. I don't know. I don't know how to act. And I said, sometimes you just have to act. Sometimes you have to take shots. And you can't be afraid. And that's why I would keep telling people who are dating someone that is either deaf or have any other disability, you know, just don't be afraid to ask them, right? And I know some people may come off, like, rude or, you know, just, just again, just be mindful what type of words you're using. That's all I, my advice is. What would you say would be your ideal date? like? If you were like, oh, this would be like the perfect date, what would it be? Honestly, my perfect date is romantic date. So like, 
at a restaurant, somewhere private, like at the back with um, you know, the two two of us talking. No cell phone. No cell phone. I'm I hate when people have their phone out. Like turn your phone off if you're on a date with me. Like, oh I get that so many times and I'm like, okay, bye, I'm leaving. Goodbye. I'm paying my bills. I'm leaving. You know? That is my idea of date. Something that is nice, romantic. Um you know, dinner just between two of us, you know, candle, champagne, ooh, you know, red lobster, ooh, red lobster, I love lobster, that'd be nice, but yeah, that's my idea of date. I like it. Honestly, I totally agree. I think so many people, I'll, I'll go so many places, and you can tell people are married, or they're even a family, or even friends, and they can't get off their phone, and I mean, I know I'm guilty of it, but I try to make, like, a conscious effort to, like, leave it in my purse. Like, don't take it out. I need it with me because I, I do have a daughter. So just in case, like an emergency. Aww. But I always try to make sure <laughs> I put it away because I think it is so important to give your full attention to that person. Oh, yeah, for sure. And even enjoy the moment. You know, I feel like people just do not enjoy the moment. They always enjoy the social media moment. I'm like, oh, so what's going to happen when there's no cell phone? What's going to happen when the media shut down? How are you going to enjoy the moment? <laughs> yeah. So what, uh, for the listeners, what would you hope that they would be able to take away from you today? My hope is for them is don't forget to be inclusive for the disability world. Um, do not be afraid of asking them questions. And based, and I'm hoping that you guys learn from my experience, especially as a deaf person, giving you guys so many advice and tips what to do and what not to do. Hopefully, you know, that is definitely the takeaway. And I really hope that, you know, everybody are not afraid, especially if you're a home community. Do not be afraid to reach out to anybody that have a disability. I know a lot of times, you know, uh, a home world will be so nervous and they'll be like, oh my God, I don't know if I can take her on a date because she have a disability or the nervousness, right? So I always try and encourage both communities to come in all in one. Don't be afraid. Take your shot. You just never know. What if they're your future husband? I don't know. Future wife. You just never know. And then if people want to follow you or learn more about you, where can they go? So my Instagram is DevQueenBoss. Um, my Twitter is CutieKalina. And um, what else do I have? Instagram, the, I think that's it. Yeah, so I only have two Instagram. I mean, sorry, two um, two social media for now. But I'm creating my website, so those are the two social media platforms you guys can follow me on for now until my website goes up. That's so exciting. Well, thank you, honestly, so much for taking your time to talk with me and. Honestly, it I think it's so important, like you said, to be inclusive and for people to know like that you should shoot your shot. Cause I'm sure there's tons of people that are like, I'm so interested, but I don't know this, or I'm I'm worried about this, or I don't know how to handle this. And I think that like just asking and just trying is so important. And th- I mean, I think there's so many different sh- shades of disabilities that people don't even realize it. Like I think in theory, probably most of us have something that hinders us from feeling like we can always like talk about it. Like you said, like mental health or like even maybe like an autoimmune disorder. There's so many, there's so many things. And I think that this can cover so many different areas. So I so appreciate this. And um, again, I'm so thankful that um, you were able to come today. 
Thank you so much for having me. I really, truly, I really love this podcast. Honestly, I'm super excited to hear more viewers <laughs> and any other one, any other guests. I'm super excited. Uh, thank you. All right. Well, and with that, as a reminder, to be considered to be a guest or have a closure conversation, or if you just have a tale that you would like to have weighed in on, you can email me at talesoffailspodcast at gmail.com. And because Sharon is caring, we like to be social. Follow us on Tales of Fails on the public Facebook page and join the private group if you're 18 and over. You also can follow along on Instagram at Tales of Fails Podcast. And if you're on Clubhouse, you can find the club Tales of Fails and follow it because we are going to be starting opening rooms soon. And with that, stay safe, stay smart, and try not to fail too hard.